Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to LNK Podcast. My name's Kenzie Leeson, and this is my partner, Lexi Howard. Today we're going to be talking about how crucial background images are to FBI agents and other agents working on sexual assault cases to find out who did it and... how important the backgrounds can be to them. Girls need to watch who they are friends with or who they have a relationship with because they could switch up and become abusive as well. Um, You can't always trust your friends or whatever. Or whoever you have a relationship with. Um, the person who is sexually abusive just wants... They want pictures, um, videos, anything that you would give them, so etc. When the person who is doing the sexual abuse will post it all over social media, especially when you don't give them the one thing they want. Um, also, they might go buy an outfit and try and like try to like they'll go buy an outfit and wear it when they go do the sexual active. So people don't know who they really are or like what their personality is. So when they get back in public around the person, whoever it is, they might change. Um. Um, they just, yeah. Usually a person who is close to the victim is the one that's doing it to them. Um, you can't always trust who you, like, talk to or whatever because they could be the victim and that is trying to set you up to get you, um, sexually abused. Um... And usually crime victims are targeted by the people they know. It can only, only males who's doing these things. Um, you never hear a female, nothing about a female doing this. It's always males that's doing this. Um, Um, they want people under the age of 18. Um, they will, they will try to make pictures of you when you don't know it. Um, the FBI can try to find out what, like, what's going on, what's happening. Um, the background could tell where everything is taking place, what's, where it's at, the location, what's going on. A child under 12 years old, the punishment in prison is 25 years to life. If you live in the United States and the person that, like, comes and takes you, the sexual active person, whoever that may be, 
Um, if they leave the United States, they can get 10 to 15 years in prison. Um, or life. Um, if the child tries to tell anyone, they would probably threaten them and say stuff and then, like, tell them they're going to show this person or, like, show another sexual active person or whatever and just have everybody to know, like, what's going on or whatever and what's happening. Um... Some men even do it to their own kids. If they can't get it from anybody else, they want kids a lot younger than them because they know that if they get a little kid, that a little kid, like, they could tell their parents, like, when they come back or whatever or however this may happen. Um, They could tell, them, like, their parents about, like, what ha- what's happening and stuff. But they know if they do it to a little kid, they're going to be shocked. So they're really not going to know what's going on at that time. Um, 62% of children placed in foster care were removed from their homes due to obesity. Over 160 children, adult survivors of childhood abuse are more likely to have mental health issues, um, depression, anxiety, etc. Boys and girls experience similar rates in their childhood abuse, 48.6 and 51%. One-fourth of women's wild world will experience dominant dating in their lifetimes. 85 of the dominant are women boys who witness Dominic are two times as likely to abuse their own partners and children when they become adults. One half of homeless women and children in the U.S. is fleeing from Dominic. Eighteen-year-eighteen-year-old. 18 years old or older with 3.2 million occurred among men. Men average is a 4.4 assault by the same partner in a year. In a healthy relationship steps away from any argument or tries to like talk the issue out or the problem, whatever that may be. In a healthy relationship steps away from Step calling and making threats when someone is being abused. The person attacks them for people, especially those who either experience the abuse in homes or has has experienced it in their childhood. And it can often like be overlooked. Um, they are wanting anything but normal and can have less consequences. 
Verbal abuse can cause anxiety changes, changes in moods, depression, feelings of shame. Um, attention includes talking to you, talking to you, looking at you, or even being in the same room with you. Verbal abuse can impact every moment of life, including relationships. You may also want to come up with come up with a safer plan in case the case the abuse is going on when you break things off. Once a person becomes available to available abuse in their lives, relationships and dating, friendships um, are healthy and which are toxic. Some can be toxic, some can be fake or whatever, or abusive. They can also learn how to stand up for verbal abuse and bullying. Um, Verbal abuse doesn't have to leave a lasting impact. Can overcome and copy with bullying and having to experience. Has been going on since 1993. The numbers keep going up over the years. Um... Basically, like, you can reach out to your loved ones and friends and get support and help and what a healthy relationship should look like. Sexual abuse is a very personal issue for a lot of people in America, considering that over 75% of people were sexually assaulted at least once in their life. People are sexually assaulted every day in all parts of the world. And teams of agents all across the globe work together, tracking down predators, putting them behind bars, and putting them behind bars. Detectives sit at computer screens all day and sort through images and videos that may contain abuse victims and their abusers. Pictures contain a wealth of information, both immediately visible as well as digital. Agents look at objects in the background. They can look for clothing items, furniture, or just details around the picture. This process can help find serial numbers or find out the manufacturer where it came from, which can hopefully lead to the potential offender or offenders. Metadata can also be a very helpful tool. It can help tell the time frame, the type of camera or type of phone taking the picture or taking the video. Posting a simple photo on the internet can give out your private information to anyone who knows how to view the metadata of that photo. Metadata can also tell who created the file and when. People think detectives just follow paper trails and little leads they get, but everything in today's society is mostly digitalized, and a lot of information is easy to access with just the right tools. Many people also don't realize that almost 90% of sexual assault cases are usually perpetrated by the people closest to the victim. And in some cases, the abuse continues on for years because the abuser scares the victim and threatens them to make sure they don't say anything. People under the age of 18 are probably the most targeted group because they're young and easy to take advantage of, along with being incredibly easy to manipulate. 
In many cases, sexual assault victims are often subjected to repeat abuse from one or multiple abusers, potentially for years at a time. Investigators often experience setbacks when it comes to changing abusers based on digital evidence alone, especially when the evidence can only be found on the abuser's hard drive. The more tech-savvy perpetrators of sexual assault often make use of what is known as a dead man switch. This is simply a computer program that upon completion or incompletion of a certain string of commands will do things like wipe an entire hard drive or cloud storage account in order to hide any evidence of their abuse from authorities. The FBI has a website available to the to the public where visitors are able to sort through non-disturbing images and attempt to identify the location of where the images may have been taken. This website is an instrumental in the FBI's work in tracking down child abusers and people from all over the world are able to contribute. Work smarter, not harder, as the old adage goes, and this should especially be true when it comes to tracking down child predators. Imagine if just one billion people dedicated a whole data sorting through these images and offering up possible locations how many abusers could be put behind bars. There is an increasingly worrisome movement gaining traction within some parts of the online pedo community wherein abusers are attempting to normalize child sex abuse among popular culture. These abusers in online communities are publishing idea like it's no big deal that she's underage, she gave me consent. Operating, of course, under the assumption that a minor is even able to give give consent. Beyond that, abusers are rapidly rallying around the mental health aspect of child sex abuse, spouting claims that it's an illness, that they just can't help it, and therefore should be absolved of any responsibility for their horrifying actions. Which isn't to say these people may not be in need of mental health services, but claiming that they can't even control their own actions and should shouldn't be held responsible is taking it too much far this is my brother samuel leeson and i'm going to be asking him a few questions today on the podcast what is human trafficking as far as i understand human trafficking it's when you essentially kidnap people and force them into um, committing potentially sexual acts that they don't want to commit or um, also, you know, forced labor. Okay, and how do you think we can prevent this from continuing to happen? Uh, realistically, never. Uh, will, we, will we be able to prevent human trafficking? It's been happening since uh, pretty much people had language. Um we could mitigate, you know, the damage caused by human trafficking by regulating things like sex work and, uh, you know, having stricter regulations on third world countries, uh, industrial sectors, uh, where they utilize a lot of, uh, forced labor that comes from human trafficking. But beyond that, I don't really think there's a lot that can be done to completely, uh, eliminate all human trafficking. That's just not, it's in human, it's human nature to do awful things like that so and what do you think the punishment should be for human trafficking well um 
you know, death penalty is a little harsh. Uh, can, can always can always get uh, get incorrect judgments um, with uh, falsified evidence or something like that. But you know, um, I think definitely uh, rehabilitation is is past talking about once you've started to traffic actual humans. So you know, life in prison doesn't seem like uh, like too bad of a deal. Okay, well, thank you for your time. This is my classmate, Abigail Dickinson, and I'm going to be asking her a few questions on the podcast today. What do you think human trafficking is? Um, I think it's being forced into acts that you don't want to partake in, you know, especially sex trafficking. Um, a lot of people are affected by this, not just women, a lot of men, women. Uh, it's especially targeting young girls, I don't think. It's right, I think it's wrong, and I think we should do something about it. What are some actions you think we can take to prevent this? Um, we can add more security, especially at airlines. Um, um, we can spread more awareness about the subject, you know. Um, help people witness the signs and know how to deal with it. And what do you think the punishment should be for these actions um prison i don't i'm not really a judge so i can't decide that but i think prison for a very long time because it's not good okay well thank you miss abigail what are some ways to prevent sexual assault maybe by telling your kids what's dangerous what's not probably staying out of like toxic relationships anything like that Hey, it's Lexi from ONK's broadcast. Um, thanks for tuning in and watching our broadcast. We hope you um, have a lot of information about what was going on in our broadcast. Um, we hope that you enjoyed it and that you actually like our broadcast and the stuff that, and all the information that we had. Um, stay tuned for more.